Hey everyone, quickly before we start this episode, we just wanted to give our thoughts and prayers to the Howard Chuck family as Dale Howard Chuck passed away way too soon and it seems like the hockey community just constantly is getting hit with blows in this already horrific year of 2020. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. I told you so. Let's go, baby. I told you that we're going to just steamroll through the Blue Jackets. Not a big deal. Not a big deal, of course. And maybe not steamroll. But I did say, give me the Blue Jackets. We're going to win. This is Thursday when we're recording because we're going on vacation in less than an hour. Yep. And we wanted to quickly come on. And I wanted to just say, I told you so. You wanted Toronto, and I'm like, no, give us the Blue Jackets. I still said we were going to win the series, so what does it matter? Just Toronto would have been much easier. That was, this was They would have been much easier? We got them five. That was easy. This is one of the hardest five-game nope. series I've ever seen nope. played. They Dustin off. That was easy. garbage in that game five, but still ended up pulling out the win. Yeah, because you know who? My player to watch in October. Way back in October, my player to watch, Bryn Point. Remember why you picked him? Because I picked Sergacha first. No, I yes. picked him. No. No, I picked no. Sergacha. I told you Go back the and show. listen to the episode. I told you before the show, I'm choosing Sergacha. You're like, dang it, I wanted to choose him. Like, nope. well, I chose him first. Fake yes. news. That's exactly what happened. I remember it exactly. You you're are. Try, you're trying to cover your ass. I'm not, because I've always wanted to look at Braden Point, because yeah, Braden Point got the big deal, yeah, but you and he had Sergacha. one good season, so I was very interested to see, is this a stud player is he a superstar like we think he is yeah. or is it because he was playing with Stamkos and Kucherov the two most prolific scorers in the league last year no. I've always wanted bread point yeah obviously you are me too. you are out here spreading fake news that's literally about Sergachev but I, Yo, I, 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 all I, I know all I know I was right about point I was right about beating the Blue Jackets and what did I say in that episode where I called for the Blue Jackets I said we would go on to win Blank. I'm not going to jinx it, but hey, it is what it is. I'm right. I'm also saying I was right about Sergachev, and I was also right about the Blue Jackets, so eh. Eh. you can pump your own tires, but still flat. Not really. I I wasn't calling for Toronto. I was saying, so hey. would have been easier. This is not an easy series. I was saying, hey, let's get the Blue Jackets. Let's get our revenge. And you were like, no, no, I think they're going to be tough, so let me get the... Let me get the easier team in Toronto. Yeah, why wouldn't you want the four easy series to win the Cup? Who cares how you win? I don't know if they would have been easier. They definitely would have been. I don't know. Horribly coached team, no structure, don't play for each other, where Columbus is the exact opposite. Yeah, but Columbus doesn't have any greatly skilled players. Hockey's the one sport where you can win without greatly skilled players. It is. However... And we saw that in However, five games that hey, it was very spooky hockey. How great was Vasilevsky this this series? This series specifically. No, like he I was think, he wasn't the best. No, he 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 had some moments where he was like, Oh, there there's Vasilevsky, and then he had some moments where it's like, is that Michelini in that? Exactly. So I if I mean, I won't 
I won't argue any more about what could have been with the Toronto series. However, if Vasilevsky played like he did in this series, which we fully expect him to be uh, just phenomenal going on, he, he looked great in the round robin, had a little bit of um, trouble here against Columbus, but they're a tough team. Uh, however, if we did play Toronto and he played like this, who knows? Maybe we'd still be playing. But Freddie Anderson wouldn't have played like Corpus Allo did. True. That's true. To be honest, Corpus Allo, if the Stanley Cup playoffs can be done over with, you know, whoever wins the Stanley Cup, Columbus got eliminated in the first round, Corpus Allo still just might win the Smythe because, like, it wasn't even close. He was the best player in this playoffs. I mean, Carter Hart's also making a name for himself, too, with, you know, consecutive shutouts. But I don't know. There's a lot of, as, you know, obviously mentioned, from previous episodes from me, like the spectacular goaltending is what's going to be winning teams' games. You know, Columbus, at the end of the day, just flat out, just, they, they, they really shouldn't compete. On Tampa, there's no way they shouldn't compete on paper. And five games, it was, you know, five hard-fought games, but got the series out. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy that, at the end of the day, we beat Columbus because it's, you know, a lot more fun to get that revenge. But, I don't know, I, I still want the easiest route possible. And this next round, especially since it's Probably looking like it's going to be Boston. I don't know if that's going to be the easiest route. Yeah, it's definitely going to be tough. Uh, we'll actually talk about that later on in this episode. We'll talk about, of course, the potential face-off with the Boston Bruins. But also, there's two series still open in the East, and maybe we'll talk about who we would rather uh, see the Lightning verse. But, you know, right now, it's looking like Boston. But, Chase, let's now talk about some news. Uh, we got a couple more pieces from Tuka Rask and, uh, you know, why exactly he was uh, holding out or opting out. So it was something that uh, they didn't say exactly what it was, but something dealing with his daughter. So, it, you know, it's understandable. Leaving for those family matters. I'm, I'm happy that's I, – I don't want to say I'm happy that's what it was, but I'm happy that a little more came out that it wasn't him just leaving because the timing was so horrible. You know, I – you and I both tried not to like lay into him too much. We didn't know what was going on, but he did eat a lot of crap on social media from a lot of people saying he was just quitting on the team because just the timing of everything, it really did kind of look like it. Uh, so I'm happy that that's not the case. Still not like happy that his daughter is having issues. You don't ever want to see that with somebody, but we got a little more information on the topic finally. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we were talking about in our last episode, how um, if it is something bigger than 100%, we definitely understand that situation. Go ahead, take care of your family, take care of your own. Um, if he was just lonely, then we were not going to be the biggest fan of that decision, but obviously a little more comes out, and we completely understand now uh, exactly what Tuca did is exactly what he should do. So yep. uh, definitely take care of your own there. All right, let's now talk about Maddie Niskanen and uh, – a supplementary discipline he may be facing. Yeah, so as a recording, we don't know what's going to happen. By the time you hear this episode, you'll have known what has happened likely for at least a couple days. Uh, Matt Niskanen gave a little cross-check to the face of Brendan Gallagher. It was a weird play. No, no penalty called in the play. Uh, it was trying to be defended as a hockey play by Philadelphia Brass. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a little iffy to me. I'm not a big fan of like, cross-checking in any way. Because especially in like the area of the ice where it happened, like going into the corner, it's a dangerous play. Uh, Gallagher ended up eating it right to the face, uh, getting a CT scan on his jaw, I believe, is like, is what the issue is. Um, he still played the rest of the last game, but who knows? It, it could be a serious injury where he might have to be held out. I bet Niskanen gets some sort of, whether it's a fine or suspension, I bet he gets something out of this. I doubt he just gets off scot-free. 
Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I'd have to agree with you. I'm not a big fan of cross-checking to the face, but, yeah, you know. You know that that might be a hot take. I don't know. <laughs> it probably is, to be honest. Uh, all right, Chase, let's talk about all the series wins that have gone down thus far. Uh, today is Thursday, the 20th of August, when we are recording. Again, in last episode, we talked about how we did need to record a little bit early as Chase and I are going to go uh, up north, sit on our ass at a beach, and just drink beers all day. So the life. Um, that's going to happen, obviously, before I go back to school and Chase gets uh, really deep into his work. So, uh, y- hopefully. you know. Yeah, hopefully, well. Hopefully there's a season for me to get into my work with. Exactly. So, um, yeah, as of Thursday, there are four series that have completed, four series that are still going on. So let's talk about some of those now. Uh, of course, we've got our Tampa Bay Lightning taking out the Columbus Blue Jackets in five. We've got the Boston Bruins taking out the... Carolina Hurricanes in five. We've got the Vegas Golden Knights taking out the Chicago Blackhawks in five. And then we also have the Colorado Avalanche taking out the Coyotes in five. So, uh, Chase, any surprises here from you? I shouldn't say there's any surprises. I thought Arizona maybe put up would have or would have put up a little bit better of a fight, not two back to back seven to one losses. True. Like for a team that I thought probably had the best or one of the best at least goalie tandems in the league to do that, delay that kind of shit really i don't know how else to phrase it like right. that's, that's all it was it was horrible man i, I don't know it, it was entertaining though, watching colorado dominate this is a team that could be really good for quite a long time i was reading something the other day it's it, they were trying to project who the best team would be in 2025 and the only reasonable answer is the colorado avalanche honestly with their contract situation with their players they have right now with the ages and everything that's the only team that you can project that this core can all still be intact and be dominating so it's it's pretty scary they could be a legit team for the next decade i think them and i i look at the rangers i mean i talked about them last week and uh they were actually both teams i think like 3 4 months ago uh i was talking to someone it might have been you but i was saying i think colorado and new york will be the Pittsburgh, L.A., and Chicago's of last decade. But, of course, New York and Colorado would be of the 2020s. Yeah, so, it's very possible. Uh, definitely got to keep an eye out on them. I'd say one surprise for me, uh, I came out on Twitter and said that the Carolina Hurricanes were going to beat the Boston Bruins. You did. When it was 2-1 to one and Tuca left, I was like, oh, this is a slam dunk now. And that didn't happen. No, Yara Halak has played awesome. Not really sure what happened to the Hurricanes, like, based off of what they did to the New York Rangers. I mean, it just seemed like Boston completely shut down that overload pressure that the Carolina Hurricanes bring. And then, of course, Svechnikov getting hurt, too, is a very big blow to the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, you know, that sucks. Hoping that, I still don't know, unless I missed it, the severity of the injury, hopefully something long-term. It would have been nice to see this team continue on in the playoffs just because it's, it's a fun little story, you know, a bunch of jerks from last year. Yep. Just, I really like a lot of guys in the roster. They have a lot of good core pieces. They could be one of those teams like Colorado and possibly the Rangers that could be one of those great teams in the future. They just got to figure out that goaltending, really, at the end of the day. So, you know, it sucks to see them get eliminated. This is the first time, I think, in like 20 years that they've made the playoffs and not made it to the third round. Yep. So that's the fun little fact of the day. Uh, the nice thing, though, is you were talking about goaltending for the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, whose pick did they get? Toronto's? Yes. Yeah, so maybe Yaroslav Askarov falls Dude, to them. Like it's it's lining up to be pretty perfect for that to happen. I'd be really shocked if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be honest, because the teams in front of them right now – you know, maybe they grab a goalie, 
But I'd say pretty much every other team has a bigger pressing need. And Carolina's main need is goaltending. Like, sure, they would take an extra forward or extra deep, but, like, if they got that even top 10 goaltender, even top 15 goaltender, like, they'd be a legit threat. So if they can get a guy like Askarov who has that number one to three potentially in the league, in the world, man, that could be something. Absolutely. So before we hop into our last two games of the Lightning Blue Jackets series, we want to go to a quick commercial break uh, about one of our lovely shows on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello, bonjour, hello, hey, hiya, and previet hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast. The show where two blokes from Blighty talk about everything to do with European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. From the Russian KHL to the Swedish Hockey League, the Finnish Liga to the Swiss National League, the British Elite League to the Alps Hockey League, we talk about anything and everything European hockey. Catch our podcast every Friday from August the 28th, however you get your podcasts, and on the Europuck Podcast YouTube channel. The Europuck Podcast, giving you guys European hockey. All right, we are back. If you enjoyed that little preview of one of our shows here on the Hockey Podcast Network, then uh, definitely go and check it out. Really, anywhere you get your podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, you know, anything like that. So make sure to go check it out. All right, Chase, let's now hop into our games that uh, have yet to be covered, and that was, of course, Game 4 and Game 5. First, we're looking at Game 4, unless you wanted to start with Game 5. Why would be the point of that? <laughs> let's go to Game 4. Game 4, we go uh, a 2-1 final, and, uh, you know, another dub for the Tampa Bay Lightning, as that put us up to Rita 1 in the series. I'm going to be honest, the best players on that ice that night were Andre Vasilevsky and then that entire fourth line for Tampa Bay. Because they got the only, like, Yanni Gord, Barkley Goudreau, they were the goal scorers for the team. Like, they just looked like they just wanted it more than everybody else. They worked their ass off. You know, I really like this, I really like that line. They're, they've got that good, uh, like, makeup where they're going to they're gonna grind you. They st- they're not going to provide a lot of offense, but they have that ability to put the puck in if they really need to. But they're going to grind you down, they're going to wear you out, and they're just not fun to play against. And they just, they look dominant in this game. And that you know the teams that do the best in the playoffs get the great goaltending and then the depth scoring. So the depth scoring, you know, finally coming for Tampa, something I worried about. I worried that it was going to be a lot of brain point Nikita Kucherov, um, maybe Steven Stamkos if he decides to ever come back. Those guys kind of carrying the helm, uh, like in terms of offense. So it's good to see that these lower end guys are getting in. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely a concern of mine too earlier on in the series. I mean. We saw our, our studs like Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and then our two stud defensemen on the back end, you know, contributing a lot. And we didn't really see that amazing depth scoring that we were seeing in the regular season. But this game proved to us that, of course, our depth scoring can uh, keep up pace with the big guys um, or, or at least help this team to get some victories. And this is a game that we. I don't want to say we shouldn't have won this game, but it was definitely a lot closer than the three games prior because this game we were down in shots uh, Mm -hmm. where our game three, we doubled the Blue Jackets in shots. This time we're down by seven. 
We only won 29% of our faceoffs. That's absolutely brutal. Didn't capitalize on any of our power plays. Definitely a game that shouldn't uh, go to the Tampa Bay Lightning when just looking at the stats. But uh, luckily, we took this one. And same with Game 5, a game where maybe we shouldn't have won, but we came out of it on top. Now, last little point on, on Game 4. Like, as I mentioned, the first player that I brought up who was, like, the star of the game was Andre Vasilevsky, really, because he's who held them in when when you're just getting, like, like, Tampa just didn't look good in that game. I, I It was one of the worst games I've seen them play on top of this game five we're going to talk about here in a second. But Vasilevsky made the saves when he needed to, and Corpusalo, he still played well, but just got a couple of squeak past him at the right time. Absolutely. And then in game five, we come back from a 4-2 to two deficit and win this game 5-4 in overtime. After being up 2-0, by the way. True. So, so that. uh yeah, another game where we're down in shots. We lost the face-off battle. However, we're much better in face-offs than we were last game because we uh, got 47% compared to our 29%. Uh, I will say right now, if we ever put up a face-off, percent, or a, a face-off performance that we saw in Game 4 as we continue on in the playoffs, we're not going to win that game. Face-offs no, no. gives you puck control. Puck control is what determines the game, and... If we're getting beat that badly, we're not going to win games. Yeah, especially if you're losing those defensive zone draws and let's let you know the team in the offensive zone set up, maybe get a shot or two on net. Like it's it's hard to bounce back and gain momentum from that, even if they don't score. When they're getting shots on net, unless your goalie just making these crazy saves to energize the guys, it's hard to just get that momentum going. So faceoffs got to be better, offensively just got to be better. You know, I I had a I had a gripe on on Twitter. I was complaining on our social media, on my social media, about the horrible officiating. You know, P.L. Dubois can just do whatever he wants on the ice. Apparently it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm not saying Tampa didn't get away with a couple things, so they got away with a couple things, but when Columbus gets away with everything, it just it really was kind of like, all right, the NHL wants this game, or the series to go at least another game. But Tampa's like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to change that. You know, kind of the clutch kids. There's a lot of clutch players on this team, you know, Brain Point got the overtime winner, definition of clutch, got it, the overtime winner in game one as well, five goals through this playoffs. Andy Sorelli got the game-tying goal. It was kind of, you know, janky, bounced off his foot in front of the net, but regardless, he's in the right spot to get that opportunity. It's This is, you know, this is a team that has a lot of skill, this Tampa team, but they're going to work really hard, especially the guys like Sorelli and Brain Point, those last two goal scorers that I mentioned, they're good offensively, they're also good two-way, especially Sorelli. That guy is probably a top-five defensive player in the league. And it's you know it's just great to see him get like contributing offensively as well. Just being in the right spot, he's a super smart player. That's one of my favorite things about him coming into his pro career. He just knows where to be on the ice, and he just created that opportunity for us. Absolutely, and this was another game where we got a lot of good depth scoring. Of course, Tyler Johnson first on the board. Blake Coleman gives us that two nothing lead. Then Shattenkirk and Sorelli were able to put points on the board to tie the game up. And then of course we saw our superstar Braden Point put the game away in overtime. Uh, one thing I want to talk about, obviously, we are just mentioning face-offs, how we got to be better there. Uh, we got to be a little more disciplined, too. Luckily, our penalty kill was very good in this game, and we killed five out of six power plays that we gave up. Uh, so a little more discipline, a little better at face-offs, just, uh, you know, all around the, the little things that uh, we should have down. I mean, obviously... We haven't played that much since returning because of COVID, but uh, as we continue to go on, we definitely need to get better in the little aspects of the game that that really can cause a big shift. Oh, 100%. I mean, 
it's definitely an issue when you have zero power play goals for the whole series. But a team with this much offense, you got to think it's going to change at some point. So when you finally start getting those power play goals, it's really going to help uh, you know further on in these playoffs. And hopefully, the penalties are a little bit lesser going on. Uh, I just I thought the officiating that last game was bad, so like that's why there was suspect calls and lack of calls. So they did a good job killing the penalties on things they shouldn't have killed and didn't get power play opportunities and times that they should have. But they capitalized on their opportunity if they needed to. And if if we've seen through you know these last two games that this team can capitalize on minimal opportunities that they get, you know that's something that I talk about. Like we liked, we don't always outshoot. Even the regular season, we didn't really outshoot teams that often, but we just got those grade A chances, and that's kind of what happened again. So if that keeps happening, plus you know like in that five overtime game when we heavily outshot Columbus, that game probably should, this probably should have been eleven or twelve goals. But Corpusal was playing so well, so just getting these grade A chances, and then once you're eventually getting more shots on net, scoring on the power play, it's. Once the momentum gets rolling, it's it's not going to be an easy team to stop, regardless of who we play. Yeah, absolutely. And we're talking about how uh, you and I off the air, of course, talking about how it's looking like we're going to have the Bruins. Maybe not because the other two series are going on, but they have seemed somewhat one-sided. Um, but if we do get the Bruins, you and I feel that if we can get through the Bruins, we're in the Stanley Cup. You, you would think so because – I. I think the Bruins are the next hardest team left in all, all the playoffs for the Tampa Lightning. Even on the even on the West side, as much as I like Colorado, Dallas, and even Vegas look really good, I still think Boston just that like truly best team left other than Tampa. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, all right, Chase. Obviously, the Bruins are the four seed. We're the two seed. That's looking like the matchup. But we could possibly get the Montreal Canadiens if they do take out the Flyers. That series is currently. 3-2 to two in the Flyers' favor. And then also, we could possibly get the Islanders or the Capitals, depending on how that Flyers series goes as well. Uh, but right now, it looks like we're getting the Bruins. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bruins as a whole? Obviously, we saw two... You, you just talked about how you think they're the hardest, but um, with Tuka out, and we saw Pasternak had... A little bit of trouble uh, staying healthy in this series. I believe he's back now, yep. but um, what are your overall thoughts on this team and if we do play them? Even without Tuka, it's still a really complete team. Halak is one of the better backups in the league. It's not going to be an easy matchup. This is probably something that goes six or seven games. I have a hard time believing either way that it goes, that it goes less than that. You know, I, I still think Tampa's the better team here. Give me the goaltending of Tampa. Give me the forwards of Tampa and still, like, Probably even the defensive, like it's all it's all close. Don't get me wrong, but I think Tampa has the slight advantage and everything. So you you know you would hope it would be a six or seven game, or I mean I, I want every series to be a sweep and then Tampa wins the cup. But in reality, you hope it's you know Tampa win in six or seven, and that's what I think will happen. Yeah, and this Bruins team is similar to the Blue Jackets team in my mind, as a very well coached team, a very physical team, grind you down type team, uh, a team that will just be the most annoying team in the whole league they play for each other however they have a lot more talent than the blue jackets they do so it's what's gonna make it harder yeah definitely gonna be a hard series with this bruins team if we do get them uh who would you least want to face and then most want to face out of the teams that we possibly could right now i probably least want to face boston i I think that's pretty obvious and then most it's either washington or montreal and really like I don't know. Like you'd probably have to say Montreal just like because of just the lack of star power compared to Washington. But Washington hasn't like really surprised me either. So I mean they're down like three one because we can't play the Islanders at all if I'm not mistaken, correct? 
That's how that works. Yeah, that's how that works. That's why I'm not even okay. bothering them. So, like, if we could play the Islanders, and sure, give me the Islanders, but that's, that's not possible. So I, I guess I'd probably, if Washington comes back and wins the series, they'd probably have a lot of momentum. Same with Montreal. Yeah. But if there's a team momentum, I would probably rather face Montreal over Washington just because of Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Backstrom and John Carlson. So I guess Montreal. See, I don't want to give Montreal the the team that I'd want to verse just because. Well, because I really don't want to either. I don't want to verse Carey Price. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been saying. Like, he he's the, like, if there's one goalie in all these playoffs that can carry a team to win the Stanley Cup, like, more than anybody else, like, can truly carry the team, it's Carey Price. Yeah. Because, like, Vasilevsky's not going to have to carry his team, for example, even though he's yeah. probably the best goalie in the playoffs right now. So, I like, I don't disagree either, but when you're just looking at everything, like, you just kind of have to pick Montreal. But it's either way, I don't. It's gonna be fun hockey. It's gonna be fun to watch, but I feel very nervous about regardless of who we play. Yeah, I just coming off of seeing what Corpusala was able to do, I uh, I definitely don't want to verse Carey Price or Carter Hart for for that um, same reason. But I would probably say I'd want to play the Capitals the most. I don't know. I I think we're very similar teams. Uh, the Capitals and the Lightning. I just think we're better. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, yeah, the Bruins are going to be tough. I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's going to be a tough series no matter what it is because we're going round two in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, it should be a lot of fun, but definitely going to be a a series that we're going to have our eye on and really be hoping and praying that everything goes our way. But with that being said, Chase, that is the end of our main segments for the show. We are now going to finish with Hockey Name of the Day and then, of course, hit you all with an outro. So... Hockey name of the day. I'm just going to hop right into it. That is yep. a very interesting name. Uh, I'll go Sampo Kangas Kolka. Pretty much, yeah. So, nice. yeah. So, Sampo Kangas Kola, or Kolka, excuse me. It's, yeah, it's not a fun name to say. Like, it's fun, but it's, when you look at it, it's like, oh, that's a bunch of letters. You know yes. how most of these names are. Uh, but our boy Sampo is a Finnish born forward, uh, 21 years old. Measuring in at a whopping five foot five hundred thirty four pounds, uh, playing playing some pretty low hockey in Finland. Maybe he's a guy that can crack into one of the top two or three Finnish leagues. Probably not. It's playing playing pretty low level hockey, uh, but as we know, that does not matter. F- fun name, and who knows? Maybe out of nowhere he can just like blow up, and then he'll be the next Nathan Gerby in the NHL at five foot five, and he'll score like three hundred points. That'd be pretty fancy. In three games, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's all, it's all possible. I mean, the world is endless possibilities, right? Yeah, I mean, we see what's happened through 2020, so you can't discount anything. Exactly. All right, Chase, let's hit him with the outro. All right, everybody. We appreciate you all for listening. Uh, coming with this episode a little bit early, so if something happens in the coming days that we happen to miss, we apologize. We will do our best to at least tweet about it or mention it in the next podcast. So, yet again, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, as far as the dollar, it goes up from there. Different price points can offer up different prizes. If you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, is at Bolts Broadcast. Also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. I know we've been saying that we're going to get some good things going on our social media. Be on the lookout. I know it's been a couple weeks, but I promise you it is coming really soon, hopefully next week or two, and we're going to push very hard for it to be done. Uh, we apologize that you guys are probably waiting for that. Uh, but well, in the meantime, check out the thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasters in the network. Boom, click the logo. Listen that way on SoundCloud. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. DM us. However you got to reach out to us. Just let us know your thoughts and opinions. Absolutely. Stay interactive with us, guys. And uh, 
We really hope that your next couple of days are going to be as great as our next couple of days. Absolutely. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon.